This is a Federal News Network podcast. The Defense Department is unveiling a new cybersecurity certification model for nearly all of its contractors. The draft version is out now. It describes the steps defense contractors and their subs will have to take to make sure their systems are secure before doing business with the Pentagon. DOD says the model is an attempt to level-set the playing field for the entire defense industrial base. But it's also a chance to set the stage for broader discussions about the defense supply chain. We get more now from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. The Defense Department sees its new certification model for contractors in a couple different ways. It's supposed to help bring the entire industrial base up to date with best cybersecurity practices. But it's also supposed to kickstart broader conversations about the defense supply chain and the journey the DoD is on to better understand it. The Cybersecurity Maturity Model Certification, or the CMMC, is supposed to give all of its contractors, and DOD means all of them, a simple, consistent cyber framework. All contractors on the defense supply chain will have to get certified using this model in order to do business with DOD. Katie Arrington is the Chief Information Security Officer for DOD's Office of the Assistant Secretary of Defense for Acquisition. We get everyone on a level set playing field for cybersecurity, and then we can really start looking at our supply chain, where our most and and greatest vulnerabilities lie, and how we can work together in a collaborative event with industry, because with 70-plus percent of our data living on your networks, it is no longer a moment, it's a me thing or a you thing, it's a we thing. And we have to come together and work together in a collaborative fashion to defeat our adversaries. The new model covers 18 domains and has five levels. To get certified at level three, for example, a company has to meet NIST SP 800-171 requirements and have an information security continuity plan. Companies who meet level five need highly advanced cybersecurity practices and must be able to respond at machine speed. The cybersecurity certification model has been in the works since March. Johns Hopkins University, Carnegie Mellon University, Defense Industrial Associations, and members of the Defense Industrial-Based Sector Coordinating Council were all partners on the development. The model is out now for public comment. New drafts will get released to a consortium in January. That organization is supposed to help contractors actually learn the new model. The model itself should be live in contracting language starting next summer. Arrington says she and members of the Federal Acquisition Supply Chain Council are reviewing the model, and they see it as a kind of starting point for broader conversations about the defense supply chain. Here's Arrington. When you're talking about aeronautics, right, safety is the paramount. So they share and they're collaborative about safety because lives matter. We really need to take this paradigm and look at it. Lives are on the line with this, ladies and gentlemen. It's not that our adversaries are taking the money. That's They're taking, what, $600 billion a year in some estimates of your tax dollars. But think about that young man or woman sitting on the front line that if they go to hit the missile launch and it doesn't work, they die. This is not a game. This is not some cloud aspiration. This is truly how our adversaries are looking to beat us. But large contractors like the Lockheed Martins of the world are concerned. They're already dealing with a long list of cybersecurity requirements from NIST and others. And some of the defense services have been piling more on, too. Scott Rush is the deputy chief information security officer for Lockheed Martin. But along with that, we're still seeing, obviously, 800-171 Bravo in terms of a different set of requirements or enhanced requirements. There's many DOD services 
that are proposing additional requirements on top of what's required now by 800-171, and in some cases are different than what's proposed in 171 Bravo. So, again, so we're seeing a lot of different requirements, you know, come across. And I'll say for a large enterprise that, from an unclassified perspective, manages a large IT environment, common systems to support on multiple programs and contracts, having a, distant, a different set of requirements becomes very problematic. You know, it's hard if the Navy says, here's the ten things I want you to do above and beyond the DFARS, and the Army says, well, maybe these three things, and the Air Force says, no, these eight. And I'm looking, well, I've got one email system, so how can I do ten, three, and eight? All right, so, I mean, that's something I think that, you know, we need to wrestle with, and hopefully between CMMC, mm-hmm. 800-171, and 171 Bravo, we can kind of come together. It's not that Lockheed doesn't agree with the model or the concept. Here's Rush again. From an acquisition standpoint, we are supportive of particularly, and I know Katie said, you know, building the maturity model into the acquisition process. I think from a Lockheed perspective and talking to our large primes, as a go-no-go decision, that we, we feel that's a good thing, right? So if, again, I'll pick maturity level three to bid on a contract or perform, you have to be maturity level three or you can't perform. We understand that and we think that's a good thing. What we would rather not see happen because we think it would dampen collaboration is if, we, if it becomes part of the evaluation criteria. Arrington acknowledged those concerns. I've met with all the SAEs for the, the services, and they have bought into the CMMC being the, the one security, cybersecurity model that they'll be using for the DOD. And hopefully we can convince our, our partners in, in the federal acquisition side, yeah, I'm looking at you, <laughs> to adopt it as well. We have to get together on this to protect the supply chain because our adversaries aren't going at us at the Lockheed Martin top prime level. They're going at that small business that SIBR, that OTA that's the most vulnerable. DOD has also been exploring ways it can more fully realize the true scope of its supply chain. One of those examples is a pilot that Lockheed Martin has been working on with the Missile Defense Agency. Here's Rush. So one thing that we kicked off, and we actually are now piloting under four contracts amongst some of the large primes, was an effort by contract to illuminate where CDI goes on a particular contract. So it starts with the MDA, who basically says to the prime, I want to know what my my multi-tier is on this particular contract. Prime goes in, identifies all their suppliers that have CDI, contract language, a tool was built to support the pilot, and basically you go down tier by tier. There are some, you know, some limitations we actually built into the tool for business reasons at this point that can be undone just with a software change. But the MDA will actually get to see the entire supply chain. So right now, Lockheed is pretty much done with our portion of the pilot. We've done it for one of our contracts. So the MDA is looking at the data. They like what they're seeing. They like what the pilot has shown them. Arrington says the supply chain dashboards that Lockheed and others have been developing show some real promise. But she sees some tough challenges ahead. Where do we maintain that data inside the DOD, right? Because that's a big one. That's our adversary's golden egg to get that. So it's a classified system, ultimately, is what it gets to. But we also have the visibility in the MDA models. We can see the entire supply chain, which is, you know, a benefit to us. What we're figuring out is how do we share that, right? How do we inform each other? Because if we have a Kapersky event, How do we illuminate it in the supply chain to see where those segments are, and how do we mitigate them off? Nicola Grisco, Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Check out Nicole's story at federalnewsnetwork.com.